0: Hello and welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla Rotary District 5810. My name is Greg Tupper, my co-host for the evening is a dapper young gentleman, a rising star in the world of podcasting, a rising star in the world of
1: thought leadership. It's our friend, Andrew Hutz. What an introduction. Well, hello, Greg. Off the dome, baby wow that's how we do it so here uh do i do look official now you'll peek behind the curtain we've we've switched to an audio video medium so now greg can i Josie, i'm waving to you um yes and uh let's see can you see my uh, athletic (laughs) (laughs) i have a a nice uh, long sleeve button down um business up top and then some athletic shorts on the bottom cuz we live in Texas and uh yeah. if I don't have to wear dress pants I'm going to wear shorts um that's the that's the
0: old um the 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 broadcast mullet is what we call it um <laughs> because I do that when I am at um sometimes when I'm on the television uh, oh that's right i will rock the uh the, I'll usually do jeans because I'm still trying to like hold some sort of uh, semblance of professionalism, but I'll do jeans and then like button down shirt tie, you know, shirt tie jacket and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. nobody's ever the wiser. Um, the one and I'll just call him out because he will never hear this. But um, uh, uh, but I uh, I have a friend, uh, Texas Rangers Hall of Famer, uh, uh, Steve Bouchelle okay a, he's a he's a that's a name drop uh yeah he's a rangers analyst and so there's a lot of times where uh the friday night show uh will coat like will be in studio b and the rangers pre and post game show will be in studio a and so we're in the same building and they're sitting there watching the game. so i've got no boo and, and all those guys and steve Bouchelle is a big fan of the broadcast mullet and he will rock like the bermuda shorts on the bottom Uh, okay oh yeah yes um there there are him um uh brent severin who's the stars guy Mm -hmm. he's a big fan of the shorts underneath i've never done shorts in the studio there was one time where during COVID, uh i had to broadcast from home and you better believe I was rocket basketball shorts on the bottom, because <laughs> uh, literally nobody was going to see except, see me except my wife, who has seen me in the mud, the the worst set of you know under you know dress that that's possible. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's the real secret. So there's the real peek behind the curtain. Everyone's, broadcast mullet. If anyone you just know where the camera is, whether you're on Zoom or whether you're on on television, and just dress accordingly. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get bonus points for wearing wearing slacks. Um, This is the Cast, the official podcast of Camp Rila Rotary District 5810. We do thank you for spending a part of your day with us. Coming up here in just a little bit, Josie, we had a great conversation with our friend Ryan Short. Uh, Ryan joined us and talked about their Rila story, talked about what they do now, talked about, believe it or not, Dungeons and Dragons yes that was a real I was I was really surprised when they brought that up and I was uh oh like I make a confession during the interview about Dungeons and Dragons that uh they, they they took very very politely but it was a very interesting I did not see that coming I'll admit that
1: <laughs> I, I appreciate you sharing your authenticity with them during that interview I'll say that as well Uh, So we have
0: uh, our interview with Ryan Short coming up here in just a little bit. But first, we're going to toss it over to Andrew Josie uh, for the big segment that we call the big segment.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks, Greg. (laughs) Um, Yes. And I've got I've got the big segment um, as I roll over my cords here. So I was trying to think about um, what I was going to talk about today on the RylaCast. Mm hmm. Excuse me. And um, I was I was thinking, I really like music. And how can I how can I tailor music into a podcast about leadership?
0: That's great. I want to remind you, yes, friend, that you've already done a segment about Taylor Swift. So, oh, yes, yes,
1: yes. No, no, no.
0: Okay. I want to make sure we're not going back to the to the Swift email. Well.
1: Much much to the chagrin of my Taylor Swift friends. Um maybe much to the the joy...
0: chagrin of 80% of this audience.
1: <laughs> maybe to the joy of everybody else, I'm I'm not going back to the uh not not going not going back to the Taylor Swift well. Um, but uh what are, what are you what are you listening to now, Greg? What's your uh, what's in your rotation? Oh,
0: what a great point. I've been listening to a lot of um been listening to a lot of new hip-hop um there have been a couple of really good albums that have come out recently and then i've been listening to this is gonna sound i promise you i'm okay i've been listening to a lot of sad music okay (laughs) sometimes i've i've a i have a a playlist that's called sad boy hours and i just listen to sad
1: boy music sometimes okay sometimes i just like that (laughs) so are you are you like a rotation like is is hip-hop your mainstay, and you kind of like,
0: um, boy, uh, that's a tough question. I really run the gamut, I listen to essentially everything. But if there were one, if you were to have to identify one, uh, genre, it's probably strangely, it's either hip hop or it's like red dirt country. Okay.
1: <laughs> I contain multitudes, Josie. Okay. Okay. This is, uh, this is your, your, falling right into my lap here this is working out better than i could have hoped um yeah i'm on a big uh so so red dirt um mm-hmm. turnpike troubadours are you familiar um very familiar okay yeah so they they recently put out their first album in like five or six years and it's um, excellent excellent um that's heavy in the rotation speaking of sad music i've been a, a zach bryan fan as he's been been coming up but i'm i'm like you i kind of rotate i guess i'm more in my bag is uh is country red dirt kind of off the beaten path stuff um which i think is somewhat of the point of that red dirt like like there's some uh i don't know what the you know if it's bravado or whatever to be Mm -hmm. like oh i know this band that you probably never heard of it feels like red dirt is more in that Um, realm than than other genres of music but i i bring that up um because there's an article forbes put out an article about a year ago uh titled how music can make you a more effective leader by ship hyken and uh the the gist of the article it's an interview with an author um who wrote Uh, The Leaders Playlist, Susan Drum, author of The Leaders Playlist, and the little tidbit is, unleash the power of music and neuroscience to transform your leadership and your life. Hmm. Um, And music, I think, is a very, I'll speak from experience, a very powerful, powerful tool. Um, I was in band growing up. Um, Music, I think, has had a profound um, effect on my life. And I'm just fascinated by um, yeah, the way music makes us feel. You know, you mentioned you have a list of sad songs you like to play and listen to, um, and I think that's like that's great, right? Like you, you know what you like, you know what you want to listen to. You branch out occasionally, but you always have some some staples. And this article um, is talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, when. An internal playlist, so to speak, um, is typically rooted in childhood wounds when, when you know, maybe people don't feel like they're good enough or they're all alone, trapped and confined. And a lot of times people go to look for outside sources to kind of get them out of that funk. Mm-hmm. Um, and this article suggests that instead... Um, since these subconscious messages are deeply embedded um, in your psyche or can be that maybe um, just change what you're listening to. And maybe if you listen Hmm. to some upbeat music and it doesn't necessarily, the message doesn't have to necessarily be upbeat, but you know, the, the tune of it all just needs to be different than what you're listening to um, that, that, can sometimes alter your mood and clear your head. And, and over time listening to that music and, and being in that right um, environment can sometimes change the way you think.
0: So this is, that's a really interesting point. And so recently like this year, really mm-hmm. when I have gone to work out, normally I'll when I work out, that's like, driving music something like real like you know motivational people know what workout music is okay right. you are you know what workout <laughs> music is this year though i have gone the opposite and part of it is that is that like i'm doing it early in the morning so i'm not really awake and so it's hard right. to like put on that kind of music but right. i have listened to like much softer music when i've been like working out and i feel like it's changed my mood I feel okay. like I operate differently as a result, and uh, I, I feel like I still get a good workout. But like, yeah, that's that's really interesting. You mentioned that. Yeah, that's where my brain went.
1: Well, yeah. So, uh, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad this article, a, yeah. um, seems to be born from some truth. And uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, if you're if you're struggling to lead your team effectively, uh, maybe change up your internal playlist there. Oh, I like that your internal playlist. That's very internal good. Internal playlist.
0: Uh, thanks Josie. Um before we move on to our great conversation with Ryan Short, uh, I would like to 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 talk about something that's coming up in um according to this countdown clock, 15 days.
1: Josie, mm-hmm.
0: do you know what happens in 15 days?
1: I'm I'm thinking that uh, maybe, you know, in the spirit of music, you'll need to get by with a little help from your friends. <laughs> and uh, in 15 days, maybe you ask your friends to support uh, North Texas Giving Day via the yeah. put on by Communities Foundation of Texas. Is that
0: that did is? I, did I
1: butcher that tie-in?
0: No, you you nailed it. Um, North Texas Giving Day is coming on September 21st. That is North Texas Giving Day, and that is a that is a big day in which uh, Ryla. The specifically the Riley fifty eight ten Foundation, um, are, you know, raises a lot of their funds. That's a big signpost moment for the Riley organization, um, and I know that that is a big push in Pat in recent years to really rally people around uh the 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 North Texas Giving Day which again is September 21st coming up here and so i will tell you that you don't have to wait till September 21st if you want to donate you can do early giving right now if you go to northtexasgivingday.org uh you'll you'll select give today and then they've got a whole search thing and i believe if you if you type in ryla it's the only RILA that comes up. So I was double checking that just to make sure, like there's not some rogue RILA organization that's like sneaking in. Um, but you can also donate at rila 5810org Your uh, funds will go a long way towards helping this organization flourish and thrive and grow and continue to impact lives across uh, the the North Texas area. This, I know this is a, you to be clear, if it if, if it gets to like September twenty second, and you forgot to donate, don't worry. You can still go donate <laughs> to the RILA fifty eight ten Foundation. Uh, but I know that that's if, if you're looking for an excuse and you're looking for a reason to 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 put that into your budget for uh, for this month, then North Texas Giving Day is a great way to help support uh, this organization to help support. Um, uh theoretically this podcast? I mean if the organization weren't didn't exist then we wouldn't do this podcast.
1: Yeah. And I was I was um looking at what the I was looking at the about page on that North Texas Giving Day site and our mm-hmm. our podcast is is here. I uh, know our podcast, the podcast is here. I want to, I want to be clear that we. Oh, it is,
0: is on there. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> this is a uh, volunteer podcast, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, we uh, we will not see a dime <laughs> from this. Uh, but I do want to say, um, you know that that the the Rila fifty eight ten Foundation is a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. and it's a, I I like to think of it as. um, a separate arm under the same umbrella as RILA because mm-hmm. the camp every year is put on by the great Rotarians of Rotary District 5810 um and then RILA 5810 Foundation is is a catch all that funds the remaining year round programs you know Day 7 winter summit um Ryla Connect and any Ryla lead when um when we went virtual um and it it's a but I do want to say that to our, our great Rotarian friends as well, that we're not um, we're not leaving you out of this. We, we do appreciate you.
0: Yes, most certainly. We, we love our Rotarians. We, we would we would literally not be here without you. Uh, <laughs> literally. That is, a, that is an actual yes. fact. Um, Josie, and this is 100% true, Josie and I have not discussed this. This is a, a genuine conversation we're having that I'm not going to edit out, regardless of how it goes. Oh boy. We need to find a way to incentivize people to donate on behalf of the RilaCast, because can I tell you how satisfying it would be for the Rila for the 5810 uh, uh, Foundation to meet its $15,000 goal exclusively <laughs> on the back of this podcast?
1: That would be... <laughs> fantastic
0: so so here's here's the here's my initial
1: thing okay okay, okay.
0: if you donate let's just say a hundred dollars and you mm-hmm. send us like the screen sc- screenshot of you uh you you probably have our numbers but if not then then email us uh or or, or tweet me at tepper um and if you donate a hundred dollars uh you can be the title sponsor of one of these, po- one of these episodes. Oh, of the podcast. okay. That's right. So like next episode could be the you podcast. If that's something that you're into. So a hundred dollars for that. Um, if you donate $500, you can host an episode of the podcast with us.
1: <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. That would be a blast.
0: Like we'll go three wide and you can host an episode of the podcast with you. You can do a whole dang segment on whatever you want it won't be an interview like you'll be a host you'll be be the host um do you want do you want us to interview you and be the host we can can do that all of it for 500 dollars a low low price of 500 (laughs) and and we also need like we need a mega donor like uh thing uh like a thousand dollars if somebody donates a grant to the rila 5810
1: foundation we need something um Do, do you have something? I know this is a real time conversation. This is a real time.
0: Uh, I don't have something. If you have okay.
1: something, okay. We we could. Um, uh, you know, I I don't know how many podcasts our our great listeners listen to, but I know we are an ad free podcast. Um, mm. I think for for a thousand dollars, you could get twelve months of yeah. ads, whatever. Whatever you would like to plug, mm-hmm. um, maybe an ad spot in every episode for for twelve months. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, one other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's great. You get an ad spot on the Rila Cast for a thousand dollars, a thousand dollar donation to the Rila Fifty Eight Ten Foundation. Josie, I've got a crazy idea. <laughs> okay. If you donate. $2,500 to the Ryla 5810 foundation. Josie, there is a night at camp in which uh, we don't have to wear our, the campers and staff don't have to wear our like Ryla gear. Like we don't have to wear our Ryla shirts and, and stuff like that. we're in our Ryla shirts 90% of the time. There's one dinner. There's one night where you can wear whatever you want. Correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, there, there's one dinner that that you can wear whatever you want. Right? Party night, right? right? Josie and I will wear whatever you want to that dinner. Okay, okay. Right. So if right, you want us right. to wear a clown suit, within reason, like let's not go crazy. But like, right. if you want to, if if you want us to wear a clown suit for that dinner at camp, which is like Wednesday dinner usually. I want to say. Well,
1: yeah, when, Wednesday dinner. Yeah.
0: Wednesday dinner. We'll do it. We will do okay. it for twenty five hundred dollars, a twenty five hundred uh, hundred dollar donation to the um to the uh Ryle fifty eight ten foundation, but you have to donate by the end
1: of North Texas Giving Day. Okay. And um <laughs> again, we are having this conversation live. <laughs> this is live. Time. I'm not editing this. So we are we are we have currently have fifteen hundred and thirty-five dollars raised do. um yeah, 1535 via North Texas Giving Day. If you donate $10,000. Oh, I'm
0: really afraid of what you're
1: going to say. Tepper and I will do this podcast live from wherever you would like. We would. Yeah. That, we that
0: We'll they, do it from your house.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes.
0: We'll come to you a live <laughs> recording of the Ryla cast in your own domicile, wherever and, that be, wherever that is. If you live in a if you live in a dumpster, I don't know why you're donating 10000 dollars to the Ryla 5810 Foundation, but we will do this podcast in a dumpster.
1: And we're thankful for that donation. Yeah, we are absolutely I'm not, I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth. Mm-mm. we will
0: record this wherever so there's the tears this is like a like a pbs um what do they call like a, a the telephone? like a phone at the telethon yeah, a telephone uh so there it is that if you donate uh i already forgot what those are did you write those down i wrote them
1: down i got them all i right. got them right here do you
0: want to do you want to read them back to
1: people yeah <laughs> so 100 dollars. you're the the title sponsor and all of these need receipts via yes. via Tepper and and your social media handles. We need screenshots. And my social media handles, um, mm-hmm. inforila5810 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um get those to us. Um one hundred dollars, you become the title sponsor for uh an episode. You do five hundred dollars, you you are a host. We're going three wide you host. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thousand dollars a twelve month ad spot within reason. Within reason, Absolutely. in every episode for twelve months, um, twenty five hundred dollars dinner at camp. You you tell Greg and myself what to wear again within reason, and uh, for ten thousand dollars, we will come to you. We will do the podcast from your living room. We will.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll do it wherever you want.
1: Um. Okay,
0: that feels that feels like a a good set of incentives.
1: Yeah. Uh, Okay. good. That, that's, that's that's great. Thanks. Thanks Greg.
0: So, uh again, it's North Texas Giving Day. It's going down uh September 21st. Uh you can go to northtexasgivingday.org or you can go to ryla5810.org. Donate to the Ryla5810 Foundation. It does go a long way towards helping this program thrive, flourish and grow. So, please do your part whatever you can. And by the way, like if you can't uh, to be clear, if you can't donate $100, but you can donate like 5 or 10, like Awesome! Thank you yes. so much. <laughs> that is, that we want to be clear that that is that that we, uh, the gratitude does not start at $5, at a thousand dollars. The gratitude starts at
1: a dollar. I think
0: gratitude starts at a dollar. Yeah, if you're donating forty five cents, like I'm not saying thank. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, all right. Uh, So please, NorthTexasGivingDay.org. That's coming up on September 21st. Now, we've got a great conversation with our friend Ryan Short. Here's our conversation with Ryan Short here on the Rylocast. Oh, Josie. Oh, Greg. You know, we took a uh a, a week off of doing this podcast and uh and we've made many different excuses for taking a week off of doing this podcast but the real reason is that we wanted to come back with a bang that uh, is true we we needed some star power for our big return and we we had to to line up the uh, uh the schedules of everybody uh and now uh d- due to popular demand we're pleased to bring in Today's guest, our friend Ryan Short. Ryan, how are you?
2: Hello, hello. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you for having (laughs) me on. (laughs) Good to see y'all.
0: Can you imagine if if we had, like, a phone line for people to call in during the show?
2: I think it would be incredibly funny. And just imagining folks, like, calling in. And, and riffing <laughs> off of you it would,
0: be, it would be a lot it, i think it would be a lot to handle uh but uh but let's let's workshop that um, By
1: a lot to handle do you mean the two people that would fight to call in like just over and over hey hey i think you really underestimate there'd be at least four people trying to call.
0: <laughs> um Ryan Short is our guest here. Uh, Ryan, we appreciate your time uh, this evening. Uh, let's start with a, a question that we, we like to start our, uh, our our interviews with, which is, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your Ryla story and what brings you to this podcast today?
2: Absolutely. Um, I feel like my Ryla story is a long one. Um, so I'm gonna keep talking and you feel free to cut me off. Buddy, um, with no, the
0: internet, the, the, the <laughs> server space is real cheap. We're good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was, uh, to give you the the broad scope, I was a camper back in 2017, um, came back as an assistant counselor in 2018, came back as an assistant counselor again in 2022. Um, and it was my first time, uh, on staff, uh, in this past year, this year, 2023. Uh, so I camped four times excited for next year, it'll be the big five. Um, but going back to 2017, um, as a camper, uh, I recall just being with a cabin of just a bunch of really loud guys who felt really comfortable taking up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was me, this like quiet, unathletic nerdy kid who took really good notes and like knew all the deadlines and stuff we had to go on, on camp, we really struggled to, to speak up um and to, to keep up my energy um my favorite picture this is a, a tangent my favorite picture from 2017 um it's a picture of like me and the rest of the cabin and i'm holding my little binder like across my chest it's a little you can even send like see the pin <laughs> like clipped in uh because i valued that binder so much i had like i had all my notes i knew everything going on um I, I recall a moment where like I was the person in the cabin that kept track of like when things were due when when's the flag due like what what are we doing tomorrow um, that there was a moment where someone was like oh hey like when is the skit due um, and I was like oh just off the top of my head I was like oh we got to this time on this day and it was like and then someone else was like wait dude aren't you on the theater committee and he was like oh yeah. It was just like, I was instinctually the person that like <laughs> knew off the top of my head when stuff was due. Um, but I think through that, uh, Ryla you know, gave me the confidence uh, to find my voice. But I think more importantly, Ryla gave me like the, the confidence to believe like what I had to contribute was worthwhile. Mm. Um, I like to describe it as like a mindset of why me to why not me mm. in my leadership of coming to like having faith and trust in myself and my values and like i have something meaningful to contribute and i am worthy of being a part of this team um and i think that that's really profound in the way that that's like shaped my life for the better um you know like self-worth and like that struggle has kind of always been a thing uh for me but i think ryla was the sort of like divergence in the, in the path of like, for the better of like, I'm going to make a, a a change in how I do that. Um, you know, I might not feel like I'm the smartest or the most qualified. Um, but I think Ryla has given me like a consistent value of like, I'm worthy of being here. Um, so that was my camper year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know a lot of folks. I get to come back to be an assistant counselor twice, Um, so it's definitely a unique experience in that regard. I've had a lot of folks uh, in RYLA, like, discreetly or, like, very politely ask, like, oh, like, okay, but, like, can you compare the two? Like, which year was better? Or especially of, like, folks that they know, like, okay, who's more fun to work with? But. I think it's genuinely, and this is like, it sounds like a very like pl- politically like nice answer, but it's genuinely so difficult to compare because every year is so unique. You know, the, the big story beats might be the same and, and how uh, you know the, the, camp, the cabin comes together and all of that, but those relationships built and kind of how the cabins come together and learn, it was unique, totally different each of the two times. And I'm sure it'll, it'll be different every year I come back on staff. Uh, the final thing I'll add, um, is my little sister, uh, also attended camp in 2022 and I was also there. Um, and I think that that, uh, being able to share one of the most impactful moments of my life with some of the, like, people that I like love and trust the most in my life, being able to share that with my little sister, someone who's so important to me, it's really difficult to put into words. And if I start to talk about it, I get really emotional. Um, but I think that that speaks to the value of, of camp that it felt like such a gift, um, and it deepened our relationship so much that we were able to go through that together and understand each other because of that.
1: Well, that's really cool. Um, no, thanks for, thanks for taking us through. And when I, when I heard 2017, I thought, wow, that's just a, a short little while ago. So, uh, you know, you've you've rocketed to uh, to stardom, so to speak, in in the Ryla world in terms of just being somebody we can we can count on um, on the staff side of things. Um, and I won't ask you to compare your your two AC year. Do
2: it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do
1: it. Do it. Well, uh, that'll be for the the that'll we'll <laughs> put that behind a paywall. Um, <laughs> I will ask, uh, and let me see if I can and craft a question in a way you haven't heard it yet. Um, from from your experience, Ryan, what was what was that like being an AC twice from from your vantage point? Knowing, you know, you've got your camper year, and the plan is you spend one year as an AC, but you got the benefit of of spending two years. So, um,
2: what was that like for you? Yeah, so I I think the thing that I learned the most in 2022 during my second year as an assistant counselor um, is kind of why Ryla's all like trust the process. Mm -hmm. So many moments in in 2022 where I had to catch myself because I was like, oh, it would just be so much easier if I just gave them the answer, if I just pushed them this way of like, I knew like my way around things. It wasn't my first rodeo. Um, but so much of the experience of camp, at least for the campers, is um, not knowing what's going on and kind of mm-hmm. trusting the process and, and finding their own meaning, whether that be, you know, not really caring about the Olympics or not caring about the Olympics at all, mm-hmm. um, you know, really fostering these like certain kind of friendships or, or you know, focusing on, um, you know, your relationship with your AC or your, your uh, other, you know, staff so on and so forth um so i think that that was kind of the the learning moment for me in in 2022 was just seeing how different it was knowing like oh you know i know the big story beats of camp as a camper mm-hmm. also i now know the big story beats of being on staff you know what can i do to help the other acs you know things like that um it was also you know 2018 2022 uh, a big thing happened between those <laughs> so it was interesting Um, You know, seeing how, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, every cloud has its silver lining, it was interesting seeing the way in which, you know, the group of campers that came in kind of post-pandemic, the things that were important to them, the conversations that they wanted to have, the life experiences that they had, um, that were, those conversations were different, not in a bad or, or good way, just different than the way that camp was before.
0: So you mentioned something earlier about when you were a camper, you were the you you were the the guy who was who was holding on to the binder and you were keeping everybody organized and you were the you you were not the um is it fair to say you were not the jock in the cabin? Is that fair?
2: Extremely fair. Okay. The I, fairest I, thing you've ever said. Okay, thank you.
0: Uh but my question is, you know, we talk we hear all the time about how camp has changed how changed people. Do you think that you do you think that camp changed you? Or do you think that camp just changed the way that you reflect onto the world? Is that the, the right way to say it? I'm I'm a professional word guy. I guess, or the way that, that you operate within the within the world around other people. That's a word salad that I'm probably gonna edit out, not really, but do you do you get what I'm asking?
2: Funnily enough, I think I I do. Yes. Um I think I think one of and this might be the way in which you're asking this question. But if not, we're just going to roll with it. Go for it. Um, One of the things that I think like the unique things that really brings a lot of value to Ryla um, is this might be the first time that people are like, these campers are challenged. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that having that in a low stakes environment um, has a lot of value where like. You're, you're doing all this like conflict management, you're stressed, you're, you're dealing with all these things, your teamwork, working through communication, working on a deadline, all of these things. Um, that's a lot and can be a first time that a lot of students like deal with that, those issues in such mm-hmm. a tangible way. And so I think that uh, the value of Ryla for me was, it was a time in which like my values and the things that were important to me were challenged Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that I kept are all that more stronger because of it, of like, this is who I am. And I know that mm-hmm. this is who I am and what I value because i like, I've practiced this and in, in a low sticks environment, stress tested it. Um, and the things that I realized weren't as important to me was able to kind of let go in a, a, a judgment-free environment.
0: Thank you for sorting through that, uh, just cacophony of noise that came out of my mouth and finding a finding a good a a good answer or good
1: good question out of that. I appreciate that. Josie, onto you. Yeah to be to be the audience member for that uh that that scramble was great. I mean it (laughs) there was uh it was seamless transition. Oh yeah seamless understanding um yeah so um
2: Ryan what do you do now so now I work in higher education and I think it's funny thinking about like how Ryla connects to that. of uh, One of the reasons I come back to camp is um, there were people during my camper year who saw value in me, saw potential in me when I didn't see it in myself. Um, believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And one of the reasons that I like, come back is I want to be that person for someone else. Because I know what it feels like to not believe in yourself. And so i want to be the person that's like i believe in you even if you don't the reason that i wanted to work in higher education is pretty similar of uh you know the people on like a college campus that made a difference in my life um and believed in me when i was still trying to figure out my major and you know the you know the 18 to 22 year year old all the problems in, in life and growing up that happens during that age. Um, and so wanting to work on a college campus with students in that impressionable age for that same reason of wanting to give back and like, hey, I've been in your shoes. I believe in you. We're going to work through this together.
1: Do you, um, you know, this, I think that's very admirable um, about, you know, being being the believer. Um, do you find each year you've returned to camp different you know, we, we talk about these, these campers adding to their leadership toolbox, um, on staff, do you find different ways to, um, you know, maybe reach certain people or believe in, in, in different people and use that in your, in your everyday life?
2: Yeah, I, I think that, uh, camp, I work on a college campus, I'm surrounded by people in their early twenties. Um, I think camp is a time where uh, like, frankly, I'm exposed to folks that are in their their thirties and forties and fifties of it more often than my usual life. So I think that that is also like grounding in a good way of like a sense of like shared humanity of like, oh, these are people across generations that like believe in young people. um, Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of value in that. But also I think it's uh, interesting the way that over time kind of the relationships and like how I impart kind of my uh, like advice or, you know, like being there for the campers changes where, you know, the credibility I have in, as an AC in 2018 is very different than the credibility I have as a staff member in 2023 still has value. It's just different. Um, so I think it's been interesting kind of over the years, which granted are not that many, but I'm excited for all the years in the future of kind of to see how uh, that dynamic kind of blossoms.
0: Ryan, that was a very polite way of calling us old. That's very kind (laughs) of you. Thank you. Thank you you very much. What a
2: joy it is to grow old. (laughs) Genuinely. Genuinely. Have like continued to live and like love and all the This is the most polite
0: roasting I've ever gotten. Okay, uh, Ryan, this is now the portion of the show where we just kind of turn it over to you uh, and and we offer you the floor if there is something you are passionate about that you would like to plug uh, to our audience of uh, theoretically millions. Um, if you want to, oh uh, we, we want to offer the floor if there's something that you're passionate
2: about that you want to tell people about. Um, So I wish I had like a, oh, I'm going to plug like a specific podcast or a specific book. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about I'm a big Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Um, love tabletop role-playing games. Uh, really like a whole, yes, it's like a whole thing. <sighs> I have a dice collection. Um, I'm gonna tie it back to Ryla real quick and then like and then kind of do the promo of I think in a very Ryla vein, um, it allows you to like in a low-stakes environment kind of explore some really difficult topics. Mm-hmm. Um it's escapism because it's like fantasy and it's like, you know, it's a little goofy, it's funny, but like the emotions when you buy in are really real. Um, I had, um, I've had a few like D D groups over the years um, and, you know, dealing with things of like dealing with loss or like developing friendships and like how to, you know, dealing with growing up, those kinds of conversations that are kind of difficult to have and don't happen super often when you're, uh, like just, you know, talking to your friends on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, you're doing it with like a little, a fancy little elf that shoots arrows. So it feels silly, but the emotions are still there. Um, and, and, and the tie-in to is like practicing things when it's in a low-stakes environment. Um, so I guess my plug is, I think, like role-playing games in general, but like Dungeons & Dragons especially is what I love, um, that get some friends together, um, and try it out it'll probably be messy um, and bad the first few times you do it but it might be really fun um, and you might develop some really good friendships because i know what okay. i have
0: can i tell you dnd i have friends like you that are into dnd yeah. i think what what scares me the most and we're just being honest here we're in the trust mm-hmm. tree um the dice uh, mm. that's too many sides it makes me tense. Because <laughs> what is it? it's like a twenty sided
2: die? There's there's twenty sided die. There's like there's different t- types that you use depending on the situation. There's like there's a d six. There's a d eight. There's a d twelve. There's a uh, d twenty. Oh. Sometimes you have to have like multiple t- kinds of dice. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Hey, Ryan, stop. <laughs> the
1: possibilities are endless is what I'm
2: hearing. Possibilities I mean, are
1: endless.
0: Like the, the six-sided dice, I feel like I have a grasp on. If right. you give me a 20-sided dice, I think I'm going to have a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Need to have a little control. Uh, Ryan Short, thank you so much for your time. And thanks for uh, for hopping on the Rhinocast with us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: And thanks once again to Ryan Short, our guest here on the Cast. Uh Fun conversation. I had no idea they were into to D&D. We talked about that no. after we got done recording. I had no idea they were into D&D. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that was, that was a great conversation. Yeah,
0: uh, we appreciate Ryan's time a little bit earlier. Uh, and now it's time to close this bad boy out. Uh, and Josie, uh, let's talk about faking it till you make it. Okay. okay. Something yes. we're, we're big advocates of here. We've said mm-hmm. that before, fake it till you make it, go in with confidence, um, you know, go in with even when you don't have the answer, you want to inspire people. Um, however, Josie, I'm here to tell you that maybe that's not the way. And maybe not the way. there is research that suggests that faking it only works in non-challenging situations. So there okay. was a uh, there was a a study by a, Ilona Jerabek uh, at uh, and her company Psych Tests, and they uh, studied the impact of faking confidence uh, for twelve thousand employees. And the conclusion is this: pretending to be confident can be effective to some degree. Um, you so far love it. Why don't we just stop there? <laughs> However, like any facade we create it won't last. Uh it's effective when stress and challenge are low and accomplishing a task is well within our reach but when the going gets tough fake confidence can get in the way. Uh and so uh I found that to be a little bit interesting because it does kind of run counter to um so that that is that's something that you hear all the time it's a just a that's a mm-hmm. a, a motto that you hear all the time just take it till you make it just go in with confidence and it'll be okay but it does seem to run this runs counter to, to that um but essentially this is uh like but, but the leaders like leaders when you talk with them who are really effective they will um embrace the reality of whatever situation they're facing and i think that that's a key a key part of this Confidence is good, but you can't have confidence at the expense of like create like at the expense of being realistic and and, and understanding the reality of the situation that you're in. Uh, and so there are there are three lessons. I found this on the the, the growth equation. That's why I found this uh, this, this mm. study. But there are three key lessons uh, that that you can take from this study. One is you can't let your insecurities drive the ship. Um, you're going to need to work hard regardless of what you do. Uh, But what happens uh, when you start valuing uh, like hard and meaningless work is that then that doesn't really make a difference and it may even hinder our performance. Uh, And so I think we we often use hard work uh, like as a stand in for like uh, like confidence. And it's like, oh, I'm just going to work hard. So don't like we often mask our insecurities with perfectionism and workaholism. Right. Right. Uh, right. Just just stop. Again, this is all about understanding the real the, you know, the realistic stand, like the realistic standards and understanding where you're at. So, like, don't let your insecurities get in the way and don't let that be like, oh, I'm going to overcompensate with, you know, hard work and 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 stick to it. In this and, and and perfectionism and workaholism, because that's ultimately not going to get you where you are, because what you're doing is you are you're not being realistic. You're not understanding the realistic. um kind of state of affairs. Mm. Uh, the, the second one, and I thought this was interesting. Stop with the fluffy slogans. <laughs> um, uh, values are great, but they often lack meaning to the people that they are, uh, they are meant to inspire. Um, there's a series of studies that that talk about this. And this is something we've talked about that your goals need to be authentic um, and so if you've got some sort of slogan on the wall, but that's not something that people are connecting to, then is that really serving its purpose? And once again, it gets to the, the understanding the reality of the situation. Um, and that sounds great. And I think people love big slogans on the wall that we, that we feel good about, but if that doesn't get you, if, if that's not resonating with the people that it's supposed to resonate with, does it really, are we just ignoring the reality of the situation? And, and, and once again, Kind of, you know, that's that's kind of a fake until you make it situation. It's like, oh, we'll just put a slogan on the wall. You know, it's it's got to be resonant with the people that it matters to. Uh, and finally, don't let your ego dominate the conversation. Um, uh, an ego is all about like protection. Like we have an ego to kind of protect ourselves. Um, and and the idea is you should like we we talk about confidence. I think there's a difference between confidence and ego they can go hand in hand but egos do good things for us but if they're overactive it can prop up a sense of self that doesn't reflect reality and then our egos just become damaging. Mm. and i think we i think everyone in our everyone right now is thinking of somebody that that's the case that their ego is too overactive and it it becomes more it's it it is not a reflection of the reality of the situation so true confidence is about acknowledging the reality of a situation and attacking it in a way that you feel like you can succeed. And that may be that you are understanding the hurdles that are in your path um, and that you understand what a challenge it's going to be, but that is ultimately going to do more good for you than faking it till you make it, so to speak. Um, So I found this to be an interesting study of of people that, 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 that there can be a harm in the idea of fake it till you make it if it is at the expense of understanding the reality of the situation,
1: I found that to be interesting. yeah, that that's really interesting. And I, I was thinking about the the fancy slogan piece that you were talking about and that, um, I don't know' we're, we're getting into football season. Um, yeah we, we are that's weird. why
0: we missed the last episode guys.
1: <laughs> and it, it feels like you know, if you get figuratively punched in the mouth, um you've got to have something behind that that fancy slogan right cuz that's mm-hmm. just words at that point yeah that 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 was that was what was resonating with me when you were we talking about the the slogan that's a fascinating okay so i need to pivot and no longer fake it fake it time it it's
0: it's not about not having confidence it's about having the right kind of confidence that fits into the reality of the situation right there you
2: go. okay there you go
0: and well, thanks, that's... greg all I have to say. Uh, thank you for spending a little bit of your time uh, with us. This has been the RylaCast. Uh, we hope you'll go to the website, ryla5810.org, not just to donate on North Texas Giving Day, but also just to check out all the cool stuff we got on there. It's a rad website that I approve of personally and put my personal stamp of approval on it. Um, and we would appreciate it if you would rate, subscribe uh, to this podcast and tell a friend. And here with an antiquated way of telling a friend about the RylaCast is Josie.
1: Well thank you Greg. Yes, um in the in the days of old, days of yore, the uh trains used to have cabooses and conductors uh-huh. would back ride to on to the cabooses talk. back to train talk. Look, if there's an antiquated way of doing something, you you can bet your bottom dollar trains are involved. Um conductors used to kind of reach their hands out, hand out and grab a a train order. As the train was passing by, they wouldn't stop. They would just kind of put it out on a on a flag stick and and reach out and grab it. Um, they've done away with that sort of um, technology now. It's a lot more high tech, but they still have railroad conductors. Mm-hmm. So um, write down, listen to the Ryla cast on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. find a railroad conductor. And give that piece of paper to them and say, hey, take this to your next destination. You're away from home terminal, if you will, and have them pass it on to another conductor. And it'll be kind of like a a, a newer version of passing train orders um, with an old school twist. I'm Don't get on the train tracks. I need you to go find a train conductor um, and hand them this note.
0: I have thank you for that. I have a question apropos
1: of nothing. Oh,
0: like mm-hmm. what do you think of the of the of the TikTok train spotter guy? Oh you know what I'm big, talking about Francis.
1: The, Francis with the with the GoPro. I got the and, GoPro facing the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> big eyes. big fan, big fan of Francis. Okay. Um, yeah. Pro trains, pro typically pro rail fans that are uh, mm. law abiding citizens. You know, we mm. don't need to, don't no. need to get within the right of way. Mm -mm. Um, But yeah, big, big, big fan of Francis. Uh, And we're big fans of you for listening to this podcast. Josie, thanks for your courage.
0: Thanks, Greg. Talk to you next time on the Rylocast.